This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the Full Focus Planner, the goal achievement tool that's helped over 200,000 individuals set and achieve their most ambitious goals. Here's what Forbes has to say about the Full Focus Planner. One part planner and one part life coach, this little book guides you in identifying your annual goals, setting weekly priorities, and transforming them into manageable daily tasks. Whatever you set out to do this year, the Full Focus Planner can help you achieve it. That's their words, not ours, but we agree. (laughs) So make sure to get the Full Focus Planner named by Forbes as the best daily planner at fullfocusplanner.com. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Happy Monday, guys. Hey. How's it going? Hey, hey. Hey, (laughs) hey. Oh, man, that took me back. That took me back, Verbs. I just had like a flashback to like, Middle school football games there for a second. Wait, what? You never like heard any of those cheers? Like, uh, uh, like you're going to make me like give this I don't away. Know what you're talking I'm about. just going to have to do it. That's what's going to have to happen. What are you you don't remember any of those like football games in like middle school or high school? So those like, hey, hey, ho, ho. Okay. I'm not going to do cheer. I'm not going to do cheers on the, end the focus on the this end podcast. Were you uh, a cheerleader? Just, People are wanting to know, inquiring minds. Did you I don't cheer, really Courtney? want to answer that. I did. I did. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, we will leverage that information in the future. Yeah. But Since for we're today, here, we're going to need video also. Yeah, oh, we're going to need some video. Oh, no, there is no video. I made sure uh, once I was out of college. The VHS. Mm-hmm. It's all gone. I want to know from both of you, just like off the top of your head, all time favorite piece of technology, like all time. I remember when I first got the iPod, when the iPod came out that had the click wheel. First <laughs> generation, it was not the first generation, but it was the first one that had a click wheel and I got it. And it was shortly after a movie called Ocean's Eleven came out and I had the soundtrack and I would just, between classes in high school, I would be bumping. And I was like, I'm about to rob some English class right now. I felt You're so in, cool. Just puts you in heist mode. Oh, yeah. I felt awesome. It's the scene where they're in the bar and George Clooney is like, all right, that makes 10. Saul makes 10. He's like, you think we need need one more? more? Brad Pitt says nothing. You think we need need one more? more. All right, right, we'll get get one more. more. Cut to Chicago with Matt Damon. That's like my zone, my productivity zone. (laughs) I think it's proper that we're talking about technology and our favorite pieces of technology. Obviously, here at Michael Hyatt and Company, we love our planner, but we also mm-hmm. love technology. And so uh, one of the questions that we get a lot around here is, how do I use my planner alongside my technology? Because it's obvious that there are some limitations uh, to the planner that are also helped by technology. For example, um, let's say when a meeting never makes it into your planner and you miss it because you weren't keeping an eye on your calendar. So things like that occur all the time. So for clarification, you mean like when a meeting gets scheduled in the middle of the day, 
and exactly. it wasn't in your planner from you know whenever you did your workday startup. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of people think you know if I start using the planner, am I going to have to like throw my iPhone in the trash? And I say, <laughs> yeah, you are, but that'll be good for you. I thought you were going to say to have them mail it to you and that you would take care of disposal. Of I them. would take care of it. I, mm-hmm. and that's and that's part of the heist. <laughs> 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 All right, last time. I promise that was the last time. It is true, guys. The reason why we got this question is because there's a lot of folks who feel frustrated that, you know, maybe even a little guilty that they're not using the planner correctly or using it in the right way. And so we're going to talk today about a system that kind of keeps you focused and tracks all the complicated changing information that could be part of your job and try to figure out a hybrid system that works for you. All right, and so today we're gonna to be talking through some of the tips that may be able to help you as you set up your hybrid system into a format that really works for you. So Blake, we know that you're kind of the resident hybrid professional extraordinaire chef slash architect. And I know Courtney has some thoughts as well that's gonna help us all think about this hybrid system in a more productive way. So help us out. What are some of the things we need to be considering? Yeah, we got three solid tips and then Courtney's going to blow your minds when she reveals (laughs) the behind the scenes of how this executive execs all day long. Okay, the first tip when we're talking about using a hybrid system, combining tech with good old fashioned pen and paper is to clarify your needs clarify what you need. And this is important because there's not some sort of hard and fast right way and wrong way to use different tools, but the right and wrong really depends on your individual needs, which is going to vary from person to person. Yeah, it's different for everybody. And we have actually, guys, for everybody listening, more than probably any other episode, we talked about this episode a lot, you know, before mm. we started recording today, because it is a really uh, unique solution. And it, so there's a reason we get asked this question a lot. Um, right. But as you're thinking through how to clarify your needs, you know, that sounds like great. Yeah, like clarify your needs. Um, here are some questions I want you to think through. And um, the first is what tasks need to be accomplished? And then what do you need to automate? And then where are the holes in your current system? What are the things that are making you lose your mind? You know, the things that you're like, golly, why does this keep happening? Write those down. And it could be that you're you're dropping the ball or they just take too long or there's just a lot of friction around them. Um, and sometimes you don't really know these until you experience them. Maybe make a list in the back of your current planner of just, you know, documenting what these are. So hopefully just the awareness is going to give you um, some clarity. For example, in my own world, uh, something I need is a system to keep track of all the conversations that I'm having with potential clients of ours. So this is ranging in the hundreds, potentially in a given month. That, quite honestly, uh, not to spoil where we're headed with this, but you can imagine that's a lot to try to keep track of with like a ledger and 
pen and paper. It's just not super practical. However, it is super practical to use pen and paper for the sales process. We'll get to that in a minute, but that would be something I wrote down. You know, I've got to figure out a way to have a system where I know those relationships are documented and the urgency of where those relationships are at. I mean, that's the origin of what we now know as the CRM, the customer Mm. relationship management system is designed to meet that need. So that's an example for me. Another need that maybe you're, you're not thinking of is just how do you need to feel or how do you need to show up for your team or your family? You have uh, an emotional guidance system of sorts when you're trying to be productive. And if you're stressed out and overwhelmed, that's your emotions telling you something's broken, something's broken. So for me, I need to feel peaceful when I leave the workplace. So that's going to inform how I use a hybrid system. Um, I need to feel like I'm satisfied with my work or something's missing, right? So if if you don't feel satisfied, if you don't feel peaceful, that's something to write down as well uh, because uh, you can start using tools to facilitate feeling how you want to feel and accomplishing what you need to accomplish. It's interesting you said, how do you want to feel at the end of your work day? And I think even as we've talked time and time again about just those Sunday scaries, but even being able to kind of transport, how do you want to feel to the beginning of your day, just so you can go into the day more clearly, um, you know, kind of checking into work from, you know, the home mode into the work mode. So that's an excellent tip. Tip number two is build from the bottom up. So when you get a new phone, Courtney or Verbs, do you, mm-hmm. or a new computer, do you like to do that thing where it just like makes a clone of what your old Absolutely. phone was like? Or do you like to do a clean slate? <laughs> clone it. Yes, I'm on the, I'm cloning it too. I'm like, don't make this harder on me than it oh, needs to be. See, I love the clean slate, just the just the ruthless slaying of everything and then seeing what (laughs) survives. What's the app that I download first? Yeah, I love doing that. And you you don't have to do that when it comes to your own hybrid system, but some of you probably do. Some of you, if you were to look at your phone, if you're looking at your computer, if you look at just the apps that you sort of out of habit open, not everything is really necessary and it's too cluttered and you deserve to give yourself an opportunity to start fresh (laughs) and sort of figure Mm -hmm. out when we say build from the bottom up, it's not that you have to start from zero, but I do think it's important to sort of Marie Kondo your apps (laughs) a little bit. It's like, what is this for? Is this useful to me? What, what's the purpose of this? What's the result? Does this bring me joy? Slack doesn't bring me joy today. That's why I'm not in any of the Slack channels anymore, guys. Oh, I was wondering why I hadn't heard from you in a while. Mm -hmm. Wondering where you went. From tip one, you know, if you're clarifying your needs, you know, this one is basically you're saying, okay, I have some awareness of what I actually need. If you were going to build your dream team, you know, for your productivity, what would you use? You know, you may use most of the same things that you have now, um, but you may have some things that you're like, yeah, this is, this is not really serving my needs anymore. You know, I've just kept using it because it's what's been there for a while. Listen, if you're out there and you're still using like Lotus Notes, 
you know, I'm going to call this one for you. You know, it's time to let that one go. <laughs> Move on. Well, People are out there listening. They're like, Lotus Notes, what in the world is that? But if you know what it is, it's time. It's it's here. Where this is really important, Courtney, is multifunction digital tools. So for mm. example, Slack now has a lot of different functions mm-hmm. and a lot of different purposes. So you could have entire, we could have all of our team meetings if we wanted to in Slack and not use Zoom at all. We could, you can call someone through Slack. So we could say, oh, we never need to phone anyone on their cell. We can just use Slack. It's important to define the role for a, a app or piece of technology and actually limit that role to what it is. So for example, yeah. I only use Slack for communication that is non-urgent but important, and I don't use it for anything else, like basically ever, which, and the reason that's important is because I do not have Slack notifications on my phone because I don't want to get notified at 6 p.m. when I'm at dinner about something that doesn't need my attention until tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. If someone, if someone's going to need to, if something's on fire, they need to get a hold of me, they have my cell. So I think right. that's part of you know, and I'm, I realize I'm kind of dipping into our th- next tip, our third tip. So maybe maybe we should just go there and then we can just sort of, I think, give people a picture of our own lives and kind of elaborate on this. But the third tip is creating boundaries around our tech and our tech use. And so that's a little bit of what we said a, a moment ago around Slack, which is like, hey, this is only going to be used for this purpose. But with this next tip about creating boundaries, it's not just purpose that we're defining, we're also defining our own personal use of that purpose. So to extend this example of Slack further, that would be like, hey, I'm going to check Slack in my workday startup time. I'm going to check it in my workday shutdown time. And I'll check it, you know, really quickly after lunch. And then I'm going to close the app because it doesn't actually serve a purpose when I'm supposed to be having sales calls or deep work time or working mm-hmm. on a project. It's just a really annoying red dot blinking at me. That's a distraction. Right. No, I think that's a really good example. I'll give an, another example of a boundary for us. That I think a lot of people listening will relate to. We use email only for external communication and we use Slack for all internal communication. And every once in a while, you know, I'll get an email. Usually it's when, you know, a newer team member has onboarded and they'll send an email to our internal staff. And, you know, we'll just politely say, hey, we use this only for external, for internal. Yeah. Um, Pack up your things. You know, we- it was great having you. <laughs> uh, but it is so helpful to have boundaries yeah. and both time and how you use them. I think you've already given some really great examples of that. So one of our uh, all-star clients, his name is Roy. He Mm -hmm. has taken our system, the pen and paper and tech hybrid use, and just crushed it. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. like myself, he's in sales primarily. And he, the first year in in using our system, he doubled his, his output in terms of revenue generated but took a lot of hours and more importantly, a lot of stress off of himself in the process. And we got breakfast a couple months ago and out on the table, he's got two phones. (laughs) (laughs) He literally, he's like, you know what? He said, Blake, some people will just think this is ridiculous, but the more 
high achieving I get, you know, the more I recognize the importance of creating boundaries around my tech to the point where mm. it's too tempting. Like I don't give my number, personal number to clients anymore. I created a different number and the apps that are on that work phone aren't on my personal phone. So when I'm done, when I decide that I'm done with work, it the phone goes away and only my friends and family can really get in touch with me and, and the apps I use are more for personal use on this phone. And some of you are like, well, boy, I can't do, I can't have two phones or that seems ridiculous. But, you know, I, I think sometimes that's extremely helpful. Like the cl- more clear the boundaries are and the more you can, mm-hmm. cre- having two phones, if you think about it, is is a form of automation. You're automating yeah. the decision fatigue of, oh, should I check in on my email or check in on Slack? Right. You know, you're just like, nope, it's, no. it's on a different phone yeah. altogether. Well, I can even give an, an example of this. I actually still had Slack on my phone up until I think a year ago. And I was, I think we had an executive team lunch and I said something about checking Slack on my phone and Megan Miller was like, wait, you you have Slack on your phone? And I was like, yeah, I do. I was like, I don't have notifications turned off. But, you know, sometimes if I'm like sitting, you know, somewhere, I'll just check in. And she was like, you should really consider just removing that from your phone altogether. Like really is that like one minute that you're sitting waiting for something, you know, waiting for a prescription to be filled? Is that really moving you forward on anything really important? And I was like, no, a pro- no, it's not. And so from that point forward, I took that off. That was kind of like the last hold that I had. And it's been so helpful. So I think this is so important. Uh, that boundary really kind of opened up a whole new range of possibilities, a whole new range of like being present with the thing I'm supposed to be present for, or just like time to like think. Obviously these tips are helpful and I'll just cover them really quick. Clarify your needs. Tip two, build from the bottom up. And number three, create boundaries around your tech use. And when we kind of got started talking about this episode, we realized that probably what's going to be most helpful for everybody listening is for us to share how this looks for us. And again, Mm -hmm. because it's going to look different for everybody. So we want to kind of put some meat on this uh, discussion. So Verbs, do you want to kind of share how you use your tech stack with your planner? Yeah, I can indeed. Um, And for context, I mean, previous to coming to this team, joining this team and using a planner, I think shortly I might have been on that first initial group of uh, people that ordered the planner. And I remember when I got it in the mail, I was totally confused because I was trying to figure out, okay, what do I do with the planner? Do I write stuff in it? Because previous to that, I think somehow I convinced myself that I can hold most of what I had to do in my head. Unless it was a super busy week, then I would write a task list, just jot something down on you know on a, a yellow legal pad or something like that. And how did that that go for you, that holding it all in your head? Um, it didn't work well. I found myself <laughs> stressed already and then trying to remember all these things or forgetting, you know, something that was supposed to happen. But not only that, mm-hmm. I think I was allowing like our project management system at the time, which I think we were using Basecamp. I was allowing that to kind of determine my day when I came in in the morning times because there was a bunch of requests that were coming in on top of, you know, my little task that I dropped on the legal pad. But coming into the full focus system, um, the thing that I most appreciated was, you know, there is a way to where you you do have a hybrid, a hybrid option. So you're not trying to transfer all of your digital uh, tasks into a paper planner every single day. 
but just figuring out what that balance may look like. And so now it's me pretty much dragging whatever might be in an Asana task as far as our team's projects, considering those things. And we're getting, as of right now, our team is working better with Slack and Asana and using that plugin to where you can, uh, the, the two talk to each other. So if it's a task that gets assigned, you can assign it in Slack and it goes straight to Asana. That way you're eliminating one other place to look. And I pretty much pull those things into my planner as well as anything from uh, from Google Calendar that I need to consider for the week. And so my stack is pretty light. I like it that way to where I know I have these two or three places that I need to look at to really account for everything that needs to get done in the course of a week. But outside of work things, I'm also jotting down, you know, personal and family things that are important as well that uh, make it into my my daily big three or at least my task list for that day. That's awesome. All right, Blake, what about you? So I use digital tools primarily for two purposes. One is collection, meaning uh, Alexa, add maple syrup to my Kroger list. And that's, you know, when I realize I need more maple (laughs) syrup, because you know I eat a lot of pancakes. You know, everybody that's listening to this podcast in (laughs) a room with an Alexa just got maple syrup (laughs) added to their list. I know. They probably need some. Um, Do something better for them, though. It's like, Alexa, order a new MacBook Pro. (laughs) Come on, help the people out. And you just did it. Oh, sorry. There goes my Alexa. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Oh, she's asking me what size I want. Go big, Courtney. It's $1,900 and something dollars. Get it. Or next. Net. Oh, just can't add the cart. So add the cart, that. Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, add it to the so cart. So Courtney just spent twelve hundred bucks here on the podcast. That's great. <laughs> just like that. Just imp- I'm improving my tech stack, guys. So for a collection, I mean, we, it's like the classic. You you don't remember you need batteries in the remote when you're at the store. You remember it when you're clicking the remote. And to me, I'm not gonna. Um, I mean, some people may do this. It's I'm just not going to carry around my planner when I go grocery shopping. And so it's just not practical to have collection be completely paper-based for me. Although sometimes I will, you know, jot down something if it's meeting notes or that sort of thing. I'll, I'll review that um, in a daily review setting. But usually I'm collecting stuff and not everything is important, but I want to, as Verb said, get it out of my head. I always loved what David Allen said about this. He said, your mind is for having ideas, not for storing them. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that's so that's been a helpful principle as I've navigated this. So collection, also reference. So I mentioned the CRM, like that's really just a reference tool. Hey, uh, Joe Schmo, where is he at? Oh, okay, he's scheduled a call for me next week. So I don't really need to think about that. Or even my calendar, that's a point of reference. What do I have going on this week? Um, looking that up is helpful. Where my planner comes into play is, and I'll say planner slash pen and paper in general, is when I want to slow down my brain and narrow my focus. Because when you narrow your focus, you know, you increase your effectiveness. So I want to slow down my brain and increase my effectiveness when I'm thinking strategy or like trying to process my week. So I love the weekly preview, the process lessons I'm learning. If I'm casting vision for something, I take out a big notebook and I just start drawing because I want the slowness and the analogness. For some reason, my brain likes that. And then for daily execution, it's, it's, it's through the planner. So I'll look at my 
CRM. I'll look at my personal task list manager. I use an app called Things for that. And I'll look at those lists, but I won't, I won't write it all down in my planner. I'll just write down, I'll decide what's my big three for today. What are the main agenda items today? Mm-hmm. And that's what goes in my planner. And I leave that open. And then I close those other things and, and use my planner really to execute on those things. Plus, let's be honest, clicking a, a virtual check mark is not nearly as satisfying as drawing a check mark. Am I right? <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, well, I will just add uh, a little bit. I mean, mine's similar, but slightly different. Um, I would say that I use my planner for daily execution. So it really is the place I collect things there anytime it's during the work hours. It really is like my central source for tasks that come up through the day. Uh, obviously, I'm using it to help me prioritize and figure out what is, you know, what my daily big three is going to be for the day. Um, so, but we also just like verbs talked about, you know, I use Asana for project management. And so that is, that's got a lot of tasks for me that some things are being assigned to me. Some things are just things I need to do that are part of a much larger picture. Um, but I don't always, you know, there are some really minute tasks in there. I don't always move them into my planner. Like if I just need to review some, you know, a paragraph of copy for somebody on our team, you know, I'm not going to move that in. Um, but if it's a major project, like, Hey, I need to write a new strategy for this initiative that we're going to be doing in 2021. I'm going to write that in my planner. Obviously, I use Slack. You know, we've talked about that a lot for internal communication. That is the majority of my time is spent in Slack and Asana. Uh, And, you know, I know we talked about this earlier about create boundaries around your tech use. Our team, uh, the marketing team, we are really strict about using Slack for internal communication. But if you're going to ask somebody to do something for you, it needs to go into our project management tool. We actually have a saying like, if it's not in Asana, consider it not done. Like it's not going to get done because uh, it's so easy to lose things there in Slack. Um, so those things are really where I'm I'm looking for things that are going to be put into my planner. But as far as daily execution, I'm working solely out of my you know, planner. That's just like Blake, it's open on my desk. You know, I'm taking notes there. You know, I'm adding, you know, ideas or thoughts that come up through the day. Um, so that's kind of how I use the hybrid system. I love that. I think it's great because you've narrowed the purposes of those digital tools even more for your team, which I think the the outcome of that is people are less stressed because mm-hmm. you, yeah. there's kind of like a subtle, when we started recording, Courtney had her white noise machine on because <laughs> she's got the kiddos <laughs> and is trying to block that out. And that I feel like is a little bit of when you have too many digital tools running and their purpose is a little bit absolutely unclear it's almost mm-hmm. like having a white noise machine of mm-hmm. there could be something happening that maybe i need to check and so you kind of go through yep. your day with a little bit of frantic you never feel totally clear and totally focused and so that's the power i think of defining how you specifically want to use a hybrid system and use your emotions as a feedback because I think some people are like, man, why would I have this whole planner? I can, you know, I can get all this done when I have a digital. And I'm like, maybe you can, but I know I sleep better at night when I check things off by hand. So yeah. 
listen, if you sleep great and you feel totally at peace how you want to feel, then by all means. But studies have proven pretty definitively that your brain likes pen and paper for certain things. So that's why we recommend including that in your system. So we hope you found those tips helpful. The good news is you don't have to feel stuck in a productivity system that's undermining your productivity. Create a hybrid system that works by clarifying your needs, building your system from the bottom up, and creating boundaries around the tech that you use. So thank you for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the whole entire internet. So please share it with your friends, and we'll be here next week with another great episode. Until then, stay Stay focused. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the Full Focus Planner, the goal achievement tool that's helped over 200,000 individuals set and achieve their most ambitious goals. Here's what Forbes has to say about the Full Focus Planner. One part planner and one part life coach, This little book guides you in identifying your annual goals, setting weekly priorities, and transforming them into manageable daily tasks. Whatever you set out to do this year, the Full Focus Planner can help you achieve it. That's their words, not ours, but we agree. (laughs) So make sure to get the Full Focus Planner named by Forbes as the best daily planner at fullfocusplanner.com.